Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, yeah. I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in a soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Did you know that ArtCast is on Patreon? Well, now you do. So go check out Patreon.com slash ArtCast for ways to help out the show and get some sweet perks in return. It could be something small, such as our $1 tier to show your support, or you could join one of our higher tiers to get a shout-out, pick an episode topic, or even be a part of the show as a special guest. Even just sharing our show to your friends goes a long way. So once again, that's patreon.com slash ArtCast. Thanks for helping us, and keep it retro. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 166 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is a man who embraces death, but not before taking her out for dinner, Robert Workman. Well, you know me, I'm like Earthquake. I enjoy a good meal, and then I fart on the face of my opponent. That's how I do it. <laughs> it's just how you roll, right? <laughs> it's, it, it's, how, it's how I roll, just like Ganon. Uh, anyway, uh, it's our Samurai Showdown episode. We're going to give our thoughts on the new game that is out this week from SNK. A glorious return for the series for the first time in nine years, and a glorious return at that, because Samurai Showdown Sen didn't really do the series any favors. Um, but hey, we're back with a vengeance. We're going to talk about the series in general, as well as the new game, and we brought in quite the samurai expert, uh, Shaq Fu himself, Andre Tipton's back from New Otaku Gamer. What's up, sir? Hello, what's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome back. Now, I heard from a little birdie that you are a legit samurai yourself, is that right? Hi! I believe I believe that's yes. I believe. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being legit about it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. He once karate chopped a Jack in the Box register, if I recall correctly. He'd be like, "Give me my." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you sliced up into fours, like with your samurai sword and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I had a had a fan in my hand, and I just cut him to pieces. It was all good. Nice, nice. All right. So we are talking about the Samurai Showdown franchise in this particular episode. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we want to get into some news. Starting off with Samurai Showdown, actually. Uh, namely about the Season Pass and the characters that we're going to be getting from the Season Pass. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Season Pass is actually currently free right now. Like, you can download it for free, uh, even if you don't own the game, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I believe that's only on PlayStation 4 at the moment. I don't know if that's on Xbox One as well, Robert? 
Uh, no, I think it is only PlayStation 4, and it is through June 30th. Now, they should be offering it in Xbox One soon. I believe that is the word, because the Xbox One version just did come out yesterday, so it should be available in the shop very soon. Gotcha, yeah. uh, Now, what's the deal is, it is available for free through June 30th. After that, the season pass will be $19.99. Now, currently, the season pass offers four characters. Uh, you've got Rimu Ruru. That's quite a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's Nakaruru's sister, basically. So, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You've got Basara, you've got Kazuki Kazama, and you've got Wan Fu. Yeah. Uh, a number of returning oh, yeah. favorites there. I am a little brokenhearted, though. No Gainon. Gainon mm. is a series favorite that I've loved for years. I mean, him and his psychotic Freddy Krueger glove. Oh, I love that. And, <laughs> and his poison cloud, you know. And also, you know, Tom Tom. I love her. I believe yeah. she was. She was a another favorite of mine. I believe you're thinking of a uh, of, of Chom Chom actually. Oh, sorry, Chom Chom. Right. Yeah, yeah. Chom Chom is, is like already. He's he's like the big like tall like um is like the native guy from Green Hell. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, there's also like his younger sister Chom Chom who has like the little pet monkey. <laughs> so. Apologize about you know I haven't earthquake farted on my head before the show. That's, that's <laughs> not, what not a good case, idea. Yeah. Not yeah. a good look. Not a good look. You know, I'm sorry. Anyway, but you get what I'm saying. But there's always room for another season, which is great. This is just season one. Uh, it's going to go through August through February. They're pacing this out, which is really great. Uh, it's sort of like what they're doing with the King of Fighters 14 season. There's always room to add on more. And the fact that they're added, you know, making this first season free, that's that's a great deal. you know. And they've already got like a cast of 16 great characters. This really adds a tremendous amount of value. Because you know, the, a lot of these characters are great. And well, I mean, David... Andre, you you probably like mastered a number of these characters already. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just glad to see the game getting a resurgence, and it's just it's just a great time to be a Samurai Showdown fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the game, the game is. I was looking at it like, oh my god, I can't wait to play this thing. Drive me. I mean, like the cast was already shaping up to be like pretty awesome anyway, just with like the base cast that we got from the full game. Uh, yeah. But with these like extra four characters, um, you know, it's pretty cool to see like characters like Kazuki come back, who I believe first showed up in Samurai Showdown Four. I want to say yeah. he's basically like the fire ninja kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and Wan Fu, who you know, who basically wields like a giant like stone tablet thing or whatever, um, with, with giant beads around his neck. How do they stay? Like, yeah, around his neck. I mean, he kind of looks like a crossover of like Goro and Akuma a little bit in that case, you know? with, with a little bit of like you know uh, that that Night Warriors dude uh, Donovan, I think. Oh, Donovan, yeah, yeah, Donovan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm particularly excited about Basara because I really, really do like Basara's design and just like his whole character arc and everything. Because he's he's essentially like a vengeful ghost that kind of came back from the dead after him and his like wife, I believe, like died. And mm-hmm. you know, he he's just like crazy and like out of control and like you know, he's just kind of like one track mind pretty much. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to uh, to see like how he's going to play in this and like how, you know how how faithful you know pretty much like all these characters are going to be uh, when they're transitioned over to this Samurai Showdown. Yeah, and you know what? I would also like to see some fresh blood here because it seems like with every new character that they introduce in the series, like Darley Dagger, they really strike deep. You know, mm, and we'll yeah. talk, we'll get more into that as we talk about the new game. But it, it is great how they're mixing up like these characters with the first season pass. You know, and and I'd love to see who else they introduce. <clears throat> Gain on, you know, just, mm. just bring that out there. You know, just... caffeine nicotine. That nicotine is another one too. Yeah, that's right. I want caffeine nicotine so bad. That's just <laughs> here's here's the trippy thing though. His last name is Shirinui. Does that mean he's Mai's husband? Or descendant, or see, I don't. I mean, it could be a coincidence. I think you know. <laughs> Are they related? Because they don't look alike. I know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we could dig a little deep in that one then. 
Um, I'm not going to dig too deep, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one thing that we do want to dig a little deeper on is this uh, very curious decision about retro games uh, coming out with a full-size version of the Commodore 64 Mini, uh, which is essentially just the Commodore 64, more or less, but for like the right. modern age, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like this is like a very, very strange um, decision, I guess, to do this because like, I don't know if it just like makes the Commodore 64 Mini like useless in some ways or if it's just like to accommodate for people who would like rather have like that full like fledged like Commodore 64 like in like their homes or whatever like I don't know like which one it's like I don't know hurting more is it the full size one or like the actual mini you know it's weird it has has three to six three different modes it has the Commodore 64 the VIC-20 and the game's carousel and apparently it comes with an updated joystick micro switches and 64 pre-installed games like I don't know who wanted Attack of the Mutant Camels Someone, <laughs> I guess. I mean, Andre, what's your take on this? I, I, I don't. I'm, I don't, I, I don't know. It's like I'm. The the mini was fine. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, why would you? What's the point? Yeah. I mean, I understand you put it. I understand the modes and stuff. I get that, and that's cool. I, I, I kind of want. I really want one, but I'm just like, why would I? If I have the mini. And I have the full size. It's like that's what I'm wondering though. And like, I guess we can call this like the macro for all intents and purposes. Like, yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> what the what the target audience is. I mean, I guess for like the hardcore fans, like who still want like that legit like looking Commodore 64 in their house. I, I, that's like the only guess I. Have. I mean, so yeah. What's next? Like a we're gonna do a what a an uh, a disc drive that's a SD card. I mean, it has an SD card reader <laughs> in it. I mean, what do we do? What's next? I'm like, how about a PlayStation Mini that's actual size of a PlayStation and has actually good PlayStation games? I'm all down for that last idea for sure. That's a great idea. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, <laughs> a Gran Turismo 2, and actually good PlayStation emulation. You know, I'd buy that. Yeah. <laughs> please. <For sure. laughs> actual right, yeah. Or how about price. like a Saturn Mini in that case? So. Um, please and thank you. Oh, please. Just, yeah. you know, that, <laughs> yes, yes. Don't even get me drooling, David. Uh, <laughs> don't start. Just don't start. Just don't start. Yes, yeah, there's, if it improves upon the original model, I'm down with that. But, I mean, if it's something that's a pointless waste of space, you know, it, uh, it perplexes me. I mean, unless they're doing it, like you said, for authenticity purposes or just with extra features that may appeal to the hardcore audience, I don't see the point. But then again, we have seen new models of Atari Flashback. We've got, what, four, five, six, seven, and eight with new games that come out each year, right? But did the original Mini, like, have all these features and all these games already? Like, isn't this essentially the exact same thing? No? Some of the games. Yeah, are I don't think it had all those different modes. Okay. Yeah. So it's just kind of, kind of meant to be like an upgrade, but they're also bringing it to you know to be like the actual same size as the Commodore sixty four itself. So yeah, I don't know. I, just... I mean, like, it it like so so in that case, I guess it does make the Commodore sixty four Mini, you know, like the like the older model anyway, uh, be obsolete. I guess in a sense. Yeah. Although there are some people who are still going to enjoy it, especially if it is a lower price, because this is going to be a full price model when it comes out in December. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the thing is this: you want to make sure if you are getting your classic gaming, you want to make sure it has some bang for the buck. You know, if you're paying high price for something, you want to make sure you get your money's worth. Which is kind of right. why I like to lean on our buddies over there at Eon. A while back, they made this great GameCube adapter that turned you know HDMI visuals on your system. F Zero has never looked better. You know, Star Wars Rogue Leader has never looked better thanks to their wonderful HDMI adapter. 
And now they're going to do it all over again, this time for the Nintendo 64. They're releasing the Eon Super 64. It is an adapter that will allow you to hook up your own Nintendo 64 to HDMI monitors and televisions. It will allow you to scale video quality up to 480p using your Nintendo 64 system. And on top of that, it will come with a slick mode. Oh, this, this sounds really cool. This will seemingly improve visuals even further. Uh, possibly even speeding up the visuals. Now, it is a little pricey. It's going to be $149, but the good news is you're not going to have to wait too much longer for it because it's going to be available very soon. It's going to start shipping as of July 22nd, and pre-orders should be available right now. We will have a link available on our page. Now, I've already taken a look at some of the video here and some of the features listed here, and it sounds like these guys are doing it again, David. Uh, the, these guys really know how to get good processing power out of old systems. How, they're wizards about this. How do they do it? Yeah, I mean, we've had Justin and Justin on the, on the show before, actually Justin, talking about the Justins. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, talking about the GCHD Mark II, which is basically that like newer model of that GameCube adapter that they came out with in order to get the GameCube to work on your on uh, on your HDMI um, like enabled TVs, basically. Um, and to have this like be like you know have like the similar kind of like technology work for the Nintendo sixty four is really really intriguing, and um, it's certainly yeah. like uh, like amazing to see like, you know if if um, like how well this is going to work for like Goldeneye. Uh, you know, especially now they did come out with, you know, with like a video to like announce that this is coming out and it is coming out like in uh, like late July, uh, July 22nd, it says here. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it is very intriguing in that sense, especially as we're seeing more and more like, uh, I guess, like love for the for the Nintendo 64 kind of come out. Um, and especially like, you know, personally for me, I've, I've been seeing more like GoldenEye tournaments actually just kind of happening. So this would definitely be like perfect for that. And also, like to have you know to have these games look as you know as slick as possible because there is an actual slick mode <laughs> that you could put that you could set for it, right. um, which kind of cleans up the image and just makes it like not as like blurry as you like remember it being like if you were playing this on on you know on like a on like an older TV basically. So yeah, on like the CRTVs, I should say. Yeah, it's very cool what they're doing with the video with it. I mean, these guys really know whether I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's next. I mean, could they do this with the Dreamcast? Maybe the Sega Saturn? I would love that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to get them back on our show and do a little prying. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I you know I will announce here. Actually, I, you know I have been talking to Justin, ju um, at least ju Justin Chow. Anyway, I was going to say um, which Justin there, David. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've been talking to Justin Chow, and uh, he is definitely down for coming back on at some point. So we'll definitely like work on that, and you know, still you know, de definitely stay tuned for more information on the Super sixty four for sure. Because uh, yeah, this is going to be an amazing piece of tech, and I think it's going to be worth the, uh, the you know the one hundred fifty dollar price tag that, that they're asking for. So. Yes, yeah, especially if you want to get like speedy performance out like GoldenEye and Mario 64 and F-Zero X. I mean, and it's so got... simple to use, too, because it's just like a plug and play thing. So, I mean, like it's very it's right. very simple and there's there's no extra cords really with it. Like it's just it's just great. So, oh, yeah. I mean, the game, the, I mean, I got the original GameCube one uh, that released and that one is it still holds up. It's it looks great. Oh, yeah. And then speaking of uh, old school goodness there, there is uh, one more thing I wanted to mention here. Our, our good friends over there at Numskull, uh, they, a little while back they released a uh, pretty much a large size uh, quarter scale arcade cabinet for Pac-Man. And uh, they just now say that they're about to take pre-orders on their next one, Galaga. But they have just really revealed the next lineup of arcade games that they're going to do based on their real life replicas. And this is interesting. Uh, my buddy Ryan Brown, who works over there on the on the team over there at Numskull, he revealed Miss Pac-Man, I'm sorry, Galaxian, uh, Dig Dug, oh, yeah. Space Invaders, but this is the one that throws me off, Track and Field. 
Yeah. Which means <laughs> I'm going to be pounding these little buttons while I do the 100 yard dash like an idiot. <laughs> and I'm probably going to wear out the cabinet. I mean, it's an interesting choice, but I'll tell you what. I mean, they do know how to make really good quality machines. Their Pac-Man one is second to none. And I'm going to talk to Ryan and I see about getting him on the show. I want to talk more about these uh, these great little games. But if you guys want to find out more, uh, be sure to check out my uh, buddy Ryan's uh, tweet uh, account of a Twitter account at Toad's Anime. T-O-A-D-S-A-N-I-M-E. But uh, we'll have a, a link over there to the page on our uh, on our uh, podcast page there. And you can take a look. These are neat-looking uh, arcade cabinets, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, like, like honestly, with, like, track of field, I mean, like, th- 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 you know, that's definitely the one that kind of throws me off as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, tough. the only thing is, like, if it was, like, the actual, like, track of field, like, for, for, like, the NES, like, with, like, the mini, like, you know, if you have, like, a mini version of, like, the, of, like, the track of field pad itself, you know, and we would be, like, I guess, like, that much closer to, like, a mini DDR machine as well, so. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what, you're gonna let your fingers do the dancing? I mean, you don't dance <laughs> enough with your feet, you gotta do it with I mean, your- it didn't stop me from, like, flash, flash, <laughs> revolution in that case too so i mean (laughs) why are your fingers so sore i don't want to talk about it exactly exactly um (laughs) but one thing that we don't have to be too sore on is a spiritual successor for act razor uh so apparently and uh, you know this is like just just like announced like earlier today basically as of this recording um that there is going to be a game called soul seraph comes out which basically looks like another act razor and for all intents and purposes Mm-hmm. And not to mention that, like some of the members that used to work over there at uh, Team Quinlet are on the team over there, at Ace Team, working on the development of the game. Uh, it combines element of like um, top-down strategy with building and such with part side-scrolling action, which actually does make it sound like the original Act Razor game. And from what I'm hearing here is that it does have the involvement of composer Yuzo Koshiro. Please, thank. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it does because yeah. it, it just it just won't be. If that's true, man, it, it just it's gonna be that's perfect. Yeah, and it's supposed to be coming out on July 10th. I mean, this game came out of nowhere. I mean, the, if they had announced this like during E3, like Andre would have actually shut up about Panzer Dragoon for like five minutes. You know? But oh, I would have. Oh yeah, I definitely would have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd be like, wait, Act Razor? Who's that Act Razor? Wait, what? Yeah, Act Razor is so awesome. It's just, man, I can't. Yeah, I saw that. I was like. Wait a minute, because somebody on Twitter was like, "Wait a minute, is this ActRaiser?" And I went, "Shut up, <laughs> no, shut up, yeah. shut up, no." Square Square Enix is not gonna bring back, you know. And I went, "Wait a minute, hold on, this is," and I kept looking. I was like, "Oh my god, it is." Yeah. yeah. I can. It's just wow. And what's crazy too, like, it, like it, you know, it's coming out for Switch, PlayStation Four, PC, as well as Xbox One, uh, but also for the price of fifteen bucks, which is not bad at all for a game like that this. Is, honestly, yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. I know. And I mean, like the stuff we've heard so far, it doesn't really go too far into the soundtrack. I think they're saving some of that surprise for the actual game itself, which is fine by me. But it, I mean, the fact that they're kind of digging into that spiritual successor vibe of Act Razor means they did not forget about it. They did not forget about the fans kind of like square enix did i i i like that i like i like the fact i mean that, they're that, slowly turning around they're slowly turning around yeah i mean that that's kind of like konami know? i guess in that case you know? <laughs> seriously first konami and now now sega sega's bringing back fans of dragon now they're doing an, an act razor next I mean, what's next jet set fingers crossed i mean that's that's the hope that's the hope and dream right now you know? <laughs> wake, wake up. nope sonic nope sonic team is not gonna happen sonic team's just nope uh, andre's like gonna, let's not now, drink too hard nah. no just let's 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 get reality i mean did you ever think that we would see 
a remake of Panzer Dragoon, though. So, I mean, could anything be possible, you know? <laughs> Never. I mean, I mean, after I saw that, I mean, especially this, yeah, anything's possible. Now, I want to, now I'm going to put this out. And, you know, I, I won't get any hate for this, I don't think. I'll probably get some stuff. Uh, at Nuatakaman5000 on Twitter. Um, <laughs> while you're at it, Team Ace, while you're at it, check out Soul Blazer. Do that. Mm, yeah, yeah, good call. Bring that back. <laughs> while you're on the old Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, old, yeah. Bring Why that stop there? <laughs> yeah, I know. Why? Please. If it's just going to be <laughs> emailing saying, you know, there's this game called Chrono Break. You could probably call it <laughs> Solo. Yeah, you could probably I'm call all, it I mean, Solo Break. I mean, you're you're, you're breaking <laughs> like my heart all Sega, over again. You're, over all, <laughs> you're already getting my money for this game. So, hey, you can put that toward... Put that toy to Soul Blazer fun, baby. Just throw that in there. Yeah. You know, they could call it, like, instead of Soul Blazer, they could call it Roll Blazer. Mm. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. You got some ideas floating around there. Or or Spiritual Blaze or something. I don't know. Ooh, something. We're, we're available blaze. all day for naming, guys. Uh, the DCD, uh, Doug Guilty Man. <laughs> yeah, we're... New Otaku Man 5000. <laughs> just hit us up. We're available. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. And that's going to lead us down to the part of the show called What Are You Playing? We catch some games you've all been playing or have recently beat. So, Andre, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? My friend, Pedro. Of course, yes. Yes. <laughs> man, I freaking love this game. You were talking oh about that God, like in the last episode, I know, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still playing it. I'm just like, I was just put, I picked up my Switch today, and I was like, dude, let me, play, let me play a little bit more. I was like, let me get a little bit of time. And I'm like, Jesus, I just love this game. I, just, I really want to see... This is one of those things where I like... I could see a movie of this. Mm. I could see a movie or a cl- or a, like a m- little clip or something. I can see somebody really trying to do this, like really make a movie of this. This would, this would be so crazy. It's just, it's just, it's awesome. I mean, it's basically like if you're doing like a Max Payne movie, but I guess like hopefully good in a sense. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, you wake up, you have no idea what's going on, but you just got to kill everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what do I sign up for that? That's awesome. Um, I've been I was playing Spider Man. Um, what am I? Uh, Forza Horizon Four on Xbox. I've kind of been in like in a gaming of a lull lately, but I've been playing a little bit, trying to get back into it. Uh, that game right there, Spider Man. I'm actually I'm still playing Just Cause Four too. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I I cannot. Those those games are my guilty pleasure. Hmm. I will. You will not see me for a couple hours because I am going through those games. It's ridiculous. Cool. Um, actually, going back to some new leaf. Uh, a lot of my Animal Crossing fans, oh. who are friends of mine, who are all hating on the new one. I'm like, you guys have got this. There stop. are people out there who are actually hating on the new one. <laughs> they are hate. Oh, dude, in the Animal Crossing community. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's is, is the Animal Crossing community like in a civil war at the moment. <laughs> uh, actually, it's it's crazy. Um, purists like me who are just like it's Animal Crossing. I'm gonna stick with it. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, I said, I said that. I said if the new Animal Crossing game, before they revealed anything, I said they're gonna use, they've got to use the the Pocket Camp engine mm-hmm. for this new game. And people are like, no, they're not. They can't. That's impossible. And sure enough, they did. And I'm I like, mean, they had the did. resources, so why not reuse them? It looks so. why it looks. It, the first thing I get is it looks washed out. Um, it just doesn't, you know, and I tell people, I say, well, you're going to have to redo New Leaf and just start over. Um, I mean, it still looks pretty and colorful to me. I don't know what, I don't know what these people are talking about. <laughs> I'm not, like I said, Pocket Camp, I, I played it when it, I played it when it launched. I think I was in beta for it, I think. And, um, it, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're not it. quite sure. I haven't played it. <laughs> I haven't played it in a while. I mean, it's, 
it's it's still Animal Crossing. I can't say it's not. Mm-hmm. It's Animal Crossing, uh, but it's a little different. I I, I mean, it's really cool. It's just I was just one of those things. I'm like, I'm not gonna have time to play this. And I was just like, I'll just play it. I'll pick it up later. And it was like a year later, and I still haven't played it again. So I, I might give it a second chance because I got to get ready for the new game. But um, that's pretty much it, really. How about you there, Robert? Uh, well, I uh, finished up my review of My Friend Pedro. It's a very good game. Very bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Um, <laughs> very cool game. The driving sequences could use a little work, but other than that, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. also been that was like the only part of that game that like, I had like, a problem with. But yeah. I, I think it's a matter of just like you know making sure you're in the right part of the road. Uh, Crash Team Racing, <laughs> I think it's a great racing game. Uh, the boost system takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's a very well done reboot. Yeah, um, I mean, if if like like honestly, if you're like so used to how like Mario Kart runs, you have to like wipe that from your memory. Like, yeah, a completely different game. Oh, yeah, once yeah. you start fresh, though, and once you get used to like how like certain buttons work, it's a piece of cake. Um, I've also been playing a little bit uh, Bloodstained, uh, Ritual of the Night, which is a very good game. Um, I think there are a couple things with the Switch version in terms of performance, but overall, I think it is a very good uh, game from Iga-san and the team at WayForward. They put a lot of work into it. I'm still working through it, so my review is not quite finished yet, but it is very well done based on what I've played so far. And I've also played some Samurai Showdown, and I am getting murdered <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it is very but not cheap. by me it's, it's not by no, me this time not yet <laughs> not yet but by by others but um it, it is very true to the samurai code i very much enjoy it and god darley dagger is yes yeah, yeah. wow omega waifu status yeah. she, she she is very very much bay uh she very much is and uh yeah and then i've been getting more into time spinner on nintendo switch uh that came out for mm. nintendo switch a while ago and it is still one of my favorite metroidvania games very cool uh indie game and i very much recommend it and i've also been playing a little bit of virtual racing on nintendo switch it is getting its u.s release this week and i highly recommend checking it out a very well done port by the team at m2 who also worked on the contra castlevania collections so make sure you spend 10 bucks and add that to your collection it's very well worth it uh especially if you like classic sega racers so check that out uh david what have you been playing uh so like you have been playing samurai showdown i've been absolutely loving it it is uh pretty much the definitive return of this franchise uh which is great uh because it's just one, one of those like fighting game franchises i feel like um, only the hardcore fighting game crowd or, like, people who are, like, arcade rats pretty much, like, really remember this franchise. Like, at least remember it being, like, good anyway. Um, otherwise, like, a lot of people, like, in passing anyway will know, like, you know, their Street Fighters or Mortal Kombat's, things like that. But Samurai Showdown was, like, very unique when it first came out. Um, not to, you know, get too much into main topic territory, but, like, it, it was it truly was a unique game in the arcade, you know, in, in the arcade scene, because you already had, like, Street Fighter 2 out there uh, getting people's quarters, and then all of a sudden this weapons-based fighter comes out of nowhere and, like, just really, really kind of, like, puts the whole genre on, on its head. And uh, it's just really, really cool to see that come back in, in a big way. Uh, very slick, very stylish type of game. Uh, love a lot of the, like, uh, the super moves that are in the game. Like, there's, like, the... Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like the first super move they get. Like it's called like the weapon, like uh, the weapon displacement move or something like that. And then, uh, and then there's like the super special move, basically, which is like the one where the whole screen, like the um, the whole screen background, anyway, goes yellow. And um, yeah, you have like this mega hugely damaging move that takes away like 75, 80% of your health or whatever. So yeah, I've seen it when you unleashed it on me. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It is just a really, really awesome, like, fun game. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully. 
hopefully the three of us will get a little bit of a samurai clashing going on in the near future. We'll see. Um, aside from that, uh, I also finished up The Walking Dead, the final season. And um, yeah, it's, it's like someone who's, you know, been like a fan of this, uh, you know, this like, you know, story basically for the longest time, like with like, you know, with like Clementine and like how she started off with Lee and like how, like, especially the last two episodes, because it's a four episode season, uh, how those last two episodes go and like certain scenes I won't you know I won't spoil but they are very very satisfying for people who kind of like you know who've been going through that this whole this whole series and seeing how Clementine's story ends and it you know it does a really great fake out I'll say that <laughs> it does a really really good fake out <laughs> um but it is uh, it is really really well executed and I'm just super super glad that uh the story was finished um, I, you know, I wish there were better circumstances for the people who were, you know, originally working on the game, obviously, with what happened at Telltale. But it, it you know, it is a very satisfying end to uh, to Clementine's story, I'll say. So de- definitely check that out if you haven't already. And I also started playing uh, Cosmic Star Heroine, uh, which is an RPG. It's a very Chrono Trigger-like RPG, which is what intrigued me about it. Um, it's definitely nowhere near as far as like the, uh, like, you know, the gameplay and like the, um, like what you can do in battles and stuff at the combat system anyway, as Chrono Trigger. Um, but it does have like a, like a pretty cool, like sci-fi kind of like a tone to it and feel to it. Uh, the only thing I, I can't really stand, like there's like, uh, the story, the story is not really all that gripping. It's not really all that interesting. It's very like by the numbers kind of sci-fi fair, um, which is kind of making me question whether or not I'm going to keep playing or not. At the moment, I am, but I'm just not quite sure if I'm going to see it through to the end. Uh, but one particular character, there's like a hacker character who's basically like your, I don't know, basically the third part, you know, the third member of your party. Uh, he kind of gets on my nerves a bit. <laughs> um, I think just because of how like super millennial hacker guy he is, and like you know, as as I mentioned before, like the story being being very paint by the numbers. This is a very paint by the numbers hacker type of character, you know. And I just can't really stand him. Um, and the, the only reason why I use him is, well, one, because I have to at the moment, but two, because like he actually has like some abilities that you know are super super useful in battle. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, I'm not totally 100% with the game, but I'm kind of seeing it through to see if it does pick up later on. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. But, you know, it's, it's definitely worth at least, uh, you know, checking a look at, if you will, uh, if you're a Chrono Trigger fan, <laughs> we'll say. So um, So with that, I do have a game code to give away. Uh, this is a game called Domiverse on Steam. So in Domiverse, you are an overpowered gladiator with the skills to destroy all who stand before you. The only problem is, so is everyone else. Enter the Domiverse for fast and frantic fun in this party brawler made for up to four players in local play. So if that sounds like a jam, definitely jump on this. Uh, again, this, this is for Steam. The code is XRR4FRVMNADINK. Again, that's Domiverse on Steam. Enjoy. And if you do redeem that, definitely let us know on Twitter at ArgPodcast. Welcome back to the Stage of History. And with that is the Stage of History, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So I figure since this is a Samurai Showdown episode, we're going to be talking about some Samurai Showdown games, starting off with Samurai Showdown 3. So this is a 1995 fighting game by SNK. The humor present in previous games was set aside for a darker tone and aesthetic. It introduced the slash and bust variations, which changed moves and fighting styles for each character. And a Game Boy version was released only in Japan, which I did not know about. But, Andre, I imagine you have uh, delved a little bit into, into Game Boy Semi-Showdown games, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Actually, um, I was really into the big SNK fighter, 
SNK fighters uh, when those came out. Uh, I remember, I remember owning that game. The Game Boy. And I remember so, the Game Boy. And I remember the game glitched out on me, and the game stopped working. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the third like import game I had to do that. It was like, <sighs> so yeah, finding another copy that's going to be kind of hard. So I've, I've been looking for it for a while, but but have you played um, like the original Samurai Showdown three as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, that was when it, I remember that when I remember that actually at the arcade when um I noticed there was like what is all this what's this slash crap what is all this <laughs> yeah like oh okay there's like a like an evil good kind of doing like a Street Fighter Alpha like Street Fighter Alpha type of deal like variations um, basically yeah yeah and I was like this is pretty cool um I think it was a three or four I think three no I think never mind I think it was four I think four was when they actually introduced the supers. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. um, at least, four, at least yeah. with three, like the whole big gimmick was that whole slash bus. System. It was cool. It was just um, that's kind of when the series was kind of like going in a different direction. But it was still kept that three kept the core gameplay together. It was just after that where it just all went See, to crap. <laughs> right. I think three is when I kind of went off the rails a little bit for me. I, I think for me, by losing some of its humorous tone and going in a different direction with some of its gameplay, it just it didn't feel the same as two did. I mean, it went back with five and six. It kind of won me back once it went back with those two, but with three, it kind of lost me. And then there was the PlayStation version and the PlayStation version was just a bad port. It, it you had mm. you know missing animation. The slowdown was terrible. I mean, if you thought like the ports of X-Men versus Street Fighter and Marvel versus Capcom were bad, um, hold on to your shorts because Samurai <laughs> Showdown 3 was just, the controls were off. The animation was bad. Just everything. It was just like, and the loading times, like there were loading times between the matches, like with even some of the moves. It, it was just. You mean like between the rounds? Or? Yeah. It, oh, it yeah. It was just, it was, it was, it was a nightmare. And, ugh, you know, this, this game just drew me off the series for years. I, I finally went back with five and it, it won me back over, thankfully. Mm. And then it turned me back off again with Sen, but we won't. Right, yeah, yeah, it's very but, up and know, down series in that it, sense. It very yeah. much was, but I, I think three was that point in which I was thrown off, and I really wish I wasn't because one was good and two was awesome, you know. So two was uh, like perfection. It was, you know, it really was, and three just felt like that one where they went to the where they went to the well too often. And they tried to do stuff with gameplay. I like some of the characters what they did with three. You know, but it, like some of the stuff, I never tried the Game Boy version, but it, it makes it sound like they tried to do stuff with it, and maybe they tried to do too much, especially if it locked up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, cause there there was definitely, um, yeah, I mean, like, they were definitely trying to take it like in a different direction, even though like you know, two already kind of, I guess, like perfected that formula <laughs> for for all intents and purposes. So why not just take that same formula and just like I don't know, just add on to it or like add more characters and all that stuff. And they did kind of find their way back after three with four, honestly. Like, and four for all you know, for all intents and purposes, is actually my personal favorite one. Like, in, in you know, in the franchise, um, because they did, you know, they did kind of find their way back to what two was more like. But I, I like, I, you know, I like the cast in four a lot, honestly. Like, you know, like with the new characters they added on there and everything. You know, I, I like seeing like those newer characters like added on there. And the Samurai Showdown series has always always had like interesting new characters i feel like kind of like added on there like that's that's one thing i really really love about this franchise is like the fact that they always have like these really interesting character designs and you know just like the you know the motivations behind them and all this stuff like i, I always love the whole kind of background story to it 
Um, but yeah, with the three, three definitely kind of missed the mark a bit there. But uh, one that didn't miss the mark too much here was Samurai Showdown 5 Special. So this is a 2004 fighting game by Yuki Enterprise. It was the last official game for the Neo Geo platform. It introduced the overkill move, which instantly ends the match if it lands. And although this was an upgrade of Samurai Showdown 5, a further upgraded version called Samurai Showdown 5 Special Final Edition was location tested but never released. So I'm kind of curious, actually, mm. if that version is like floating around somewhere out there. Maybe it's like, you know, in that same drawer where like the source code for Phantom Dragon Saga is at. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's walking around Evo carrying it in the briefcase. Hey, do you have a Neo Geo around here somewhere? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got some um, source code for you, baby. We're going to plug this in. I need you to look around, make sure there's nobody around. Okay, we're going to play a quick match. Let's go. So, Andre, um, I, I believe you mentioned like before like how you mainly just played like the first three games. But I don't know if you like delved at all like in the Samurai Showdown 5 special at all. Yeah, I did play I did play five. Uh I bought when did I get special? I got special. Um they re-released it. Uh, they released it on PlayStation 4 and Vita back in 2017. Yeah, yeah. The balance was my favorite thing because it's like one thing I didn't like about three was like some of the newer characters were a little too or overpowered. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that being kind of like a big complaint about Bizarre it. Basara yeah. was like kind of all over the place. I was like, geez. Oh, Basara was a monster. Like, yeah. <laughs> the original like, five. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, is this, is this, is this, a, king, is this a King of Fighters game? Or is this oh, like, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> get, you, get Basara, you get Basara and you set up a rage explosion and then you activate a super move. For, uh, uh, you're dead. I was waiting yeah. for Geese Howard to walk in. I was like, what the hell? I was going to mention like it, like it was kind of like Nightmare Geese in a sense. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. You're yeah, not, you're not far like, off, David. That Nightmare geese is a pretty good scenario actually <laughs> yeah snap. i mean that's yeah. no really that's that's spot on yeah, yeah. I, I was just like yeah i mean i did and then you know i did then my buddy um he he was playing it he was like no he was he was like no you gotta you gotta play this character like this i'm like okay and then he was telling me show me how to like the techniques and moves on how to, how to get show me your moves. I'm like okay show me your moves yeah <laughs> um it's bruce leroy um <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Leroy. I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> Leroy. But yeah, um, it kind of, I mean, it maybe, I mean, I never left the series. Well, Zen kind of maybe, but let's get into that. But, you know, I was really happy about what, what that came out because it reminded me of well, basically like Fatal Fury special when Fatal Fury was kind of like, yeah, we're going to kind of stop this. Series. Well, wait, hold on. Here's one more game. You're mm. like, wait a minute, what? Well, we, well, they we, kind of make like the definitive things. version of the latest game at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, they made my man Hamaru uh, just weak, though. God, I, that's my favorite character. That's my favorite character. But they, they got he was such a loser in that game. <laughs> yeah, I still play. I still, I, I still pick him all the time, though. But I'm like, man, why is he so weak? Got to work with. Maybe him it was just sure, me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. I was just like this. Girl. Yeah. I mean, he seems like stronger in, in the new game, at least. So. Good, because that's who, that's who I, that's my first, that's my main. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Yep. Robert, have you played much Samurai Showdown 5 special? I did it more on PS4 and Vita than I did on Neo Geo, because when it came out for Neo Geo, there weren't too many Neo Geo arcade units in my area, mm. so I didn't really have too much time to play it. But I did like what they added to the uh, PS4 and Vita versions, uh, including like an unlockable gallery. But one interesting thing is that you could censor the violence and you could change the blood from red to white. Like you could make it oh. uber sweat. Apparently, like Mortal Kombat, like it's so like YouTube friendly version of the game, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And when you killed somebody, they would sweat to death. 
I suppose I don't know. So much sweat. Uh. <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. Oh. Right out of the sauna, yeah. <laughs> but the, the gameplay over here was really cool. But I mean, like Andre said, some of these characters were incredible. Like Basara, forget it. Did your buddy Basara the beast? But, yeah, yeah. The, the geese beast or whatever. But um, it, it's a really well done game. You know, I I really enjoyed this one. And like I said, I think this is the game that brought me back after like three kind of turned me off a little bit. So. Hmm. It, it was good yeah. to play this one on PS4 again, and I think it's still available and uh, definitely worth playing on the Vita for those that have it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, like it's worth playing. Period, because um, I know there are like still tournaments of this game happening right now. Yeah, actually. there's online play with it, so you know, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, but I mean, like actual like professional tournaments. Like I think like um, like if you check out the Team Spooky YouTube channel, um, oh, yeah. they do like tournaments like all the time for like fighting games. And um, they've oh, really? been doing like, yeah, they they they've been doing like Samurai Showdown Five special lately, just like in in anticipation of like the new game. So they've they've been doing that as well as like the new game at the same time. So it's pretty cool. And that's gonna lead us now to Obscura. Okay, well, Obscura, I wanted to dig a little deep here, and I wanted to talk about Samurai Showdown RPG, also known as Shinsetsu Samurai Spirits Bushido Retsuden. Nice, good job. Uh, (laughs) This this is a role-playing game that originally came out for SNK's Neo Geo CD system, but was later released for PlayStation and Sega Saturn. Now, it never came out in the U.S., so I really can't say much in terms of its its English, because uh, I don't really know what it had. I know um, somebody tried to do an English translation, but essentially it's a role-playing game set up in a similar style to Final Fantasy, featuring a number of the characters, very similar to most console RPGs when it comes to entering into towns and dungeons getting into battles which take place on a separate screen and there's a menu option screen where you can equip armor and accessories and use different items um i didn't really see this one too much i know a couple people actually imported it that speak japanese so they understood what the game was about but i mean it it was kind of interesting how snk took the samurai showdown universe and crafted it around a role-playing game i mean we really didn't see much of that option taken you know and it was kind of interesting because a lot of the characters from the samurai showdown world made it as playable characters including cham cham who i got the name right thank you um, <laughs> charlotte galford haromaru badass uh genjiro uh who i believe david that's one of your favorites uh nakaruru rimururu uh i actually said that right wow uh kiyoshiro <laughs> Uh, Shipu no Rion, an original character for the series, and of course Ukio, uh, who of course was dying in the series most of the time, I believe. I mean, he's like he's, he's always dying. It's like it's like severe is. tuberculosis yeah. in and, every and single. Ladies game. love that. Apparently, I don't. I don't get it. Ladies love a man who's on death's door. So he's dying. Let's get him, girls. Anyway, I don't know, but. <laughs> But, I mean, it was just kind of interesting how, like, SNK really wanted to make a role-playing game, but didn't really take the time to, like, translate. Probably because it was a lot of difficulty there. But this was really, like, a cult favorite for years. And I know, like, some team really tried to translate it here in the U.S. um, And, unfortunately, they weren't able to complete it. But, I mean, I wanted to kind of, like, dig in your guys' heads there and see if you really heard anything at all about Samurai Shodan RPG over there. Um, I, oh, God, when did I buy this game? I bought this game a long time ago. Um, uh, it was one of those things where it was like, I let me try it out. I said, I was trying to learn Japanese too at the time. So yeah, you were actually trying to learn Japanese like through playing this game, yeah. Yeah, it added all oh, this and about twenty other games. Um, <laughs> it's one of those games where it's the battle system is pretty traditional. It's pretty turn based. 
but they actually used some of the moves from the game in the battles. So that was kind of cool. Um, the story, I think Genjito, he had a story that was that was branched off on its own in the game. Uh, Chamu Chamu had one. Her story was kind of all over the place. It was, I don't know. I, I couldn't figure it out. Cause me and my, my pen pal trying to help me out, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, okay, I just don't know what's right. going on. And I'm figuring, I'm like, I'm figuring out like, um, there's a lot of stuff where you can pick. Like, what's really weird was that the, the characters picked um, certain characters. Like if you pick with, like if you pick certain characters, they join with other characters specifically on their oh. story. So you you so, basically pick like whoever your like your starting character is, and then you right, like right. So, recruit more in your party. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then like. Uh, so I guess it's kind of like a second then sets you three a little bit in that sense, then yeah. In a way, because it's like you had like each character. That's I think the reason why the day, the game didn't come out because the stories were too vast. Like you couldn't you couldn't constrain them because I mean literally, um, let me think. Like in Genjiro's story, I think he's supposed to. Um, he was trying to help uh, Hamaru fight uh, Amakuza. But I was like, why was he helping? I don't know. I, I was like, why is he helping him? I don't understand it. I mean, it was just weird. It was just, it was, I mean, it was really, it was really, it looked really well, it looked really well done. It was just all, the story was yeah. like all over the place. I mean, I guess it's not too unlike like when you have um, Kyo and Iori like teaming up like in like King of Fighters 97, I want to say, like to take down Iroki. Yeah. You know? It's not too different from that, I guess. I mean, it was just, I, don't, I mean, I really would have loved to have seen what like if there was if somebody could could finish the translation that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Because, yeah. I mean, but it was just like I would love to see what happened because I really was getting into it and I was like, okay, so because I you know the play the characters were just so there was so many different because you know they were just the stories were just so unique like each story and there was stuff in this in this game that they never revealed in any of the other games. Well, what was great about like the Samurai Shodan games is that they actually took place in like historical Japanese like events, basically like actual like like history. And yeah. but, like you 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 know you obviously have like all these like um you know all these like characters who are fictional, but they're based on like real people. But like they're just kind of taking like their own stories with them, and it's just it's just cool like to see them like all interact and how all yeah, like, like, all their stories. And, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, like Genjuro is like very much of a uh, he's kind of like the loner samurai who just wants to just like you know go in gambling dens and like drink and all this stuff. But you know he he also has like a burning passion to kill Haomaru. Like that's like his goal in right. life, pretty much. Because like yeah. he's just like. That's that's his rival. That's that's the person who he has to take down, and so yeah. they, they, they you know they are essentially like the like Ryu and Akuma or Kyo and Iori kind of 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 the Samurai Showdown franchise. So yeah, that's why I liked. Um, I think it was. I think that's well, that's the one thing I think I liked about four was that they introduced or was it five? I think four or five introduced the story dynamic where you started off with a character and then their rival popped up. It's like. You know, okay. You know, they, you know, they'll give them a little sort kind of like Street Fighter Alpha did. You know, um, yeah, it was like story beats, like thought. in between battles and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's gonna lead us now to our main topic, which is basically all about the Samurai Showdown franchise. And we did just kind of like scratch the surface just earlier, but uh, I figure we'll start off uh, with this particular topic on what made the Samurai Showdown franchise stand out in what was an otherwise like crowded fighting game market. Because as I mentioned before, like there was like Street Fighter Two that came out and that obviously like took over arcades like everywhere, which is why I think like a lot of people maybe like you know when they were kind of growing up in the same era as we were growing up. 
Um, may have had like a harder time finding Samurai Showdown unless you just find like those diehard dedicated arcades pretty much that had them. Um, otherwise, if you go to like, I don't know, to like different like pizza places or whatever, they're, they're just going to have Street Fighter 2 because that was the, you know, the popular one pretty much. Um, but I, like, you know, I, like, I don't know if like if, you, if either of you guys got to play like any of the original Samurai Showdown games like in the arcade scene. I did. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I think the thing for me, what made it stand out is that it wasn't a typical fighting game. It, it took a deeper sense of strategy to appreciate what Samurai Shodan was about. Where like most fighting games at the time were like, maybe if I pull off this mood, I'll land a multi-hit combo. Or maybe if I grab this, I'll get a throw-in or everything like that. No, no. Samurai Shodan was like, okay, I need to try to get this slash move in to take off this much energy. Oh, and if I don't land this slash and it bounces off him... I'm probably going to get slashed in half. Yeah. That's right. There was a deeper sense of strategy there, but it was pretty well done in terms of it felt like actual samurai combat, you know, sort of like um, Bushido Blade had done mm. years later. But it, it wasn't as realistic as Bushido Blade. It was more like a quick, intense sort of combat. I, I think like Samurai Shodan had perfected like how that was done, but it had done it with a different sort of style. You know, like Charlotte had her fencing ability, you know, Gainon had his glove, Earthquake, of course, which is slower sense of style and farting on somebody's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like the thing with like the Samurai Shodan games, and this has always been the case, and which is why I'm glad also that like the, you know that the new game still like retains this like idea basically is that it's you know it's not about combos as you mentioned there, Robert. Like it is is very much about about spacing, um, about knowing uh, when to punish like with the right like move to punish with. Um, you know, if if you see like a if you bait out like a heavy slash, for example, and like you know it's coming, and you know like how to like disarm someone with that, like you know it's basically like the game's a parry more or less. Um, then you can really just like take the round pretty much at that point. Like if they don't have like their weapon, they have to like try to get their weapon back or whatever. It's just that that could be the round right there in the entire game pretty much. Um, so it, it is really like you know as as like the new game anyway. Like kind of like says like it's all it's all about like embracing death. Yeah, you know and like. Because, like, at any given moment, you could just flat out just die in this game. And uh, th- that's that's always been, like, the intriguing part of this series, really, is that, like, you know, at, at any moment, like, there could be, like, that comeback factor. And especially when you're dealing with, like, you know, having, like, a rage gauge that can, like, you know, change the properties of your special moves, get, you know, has you, like, do more damage, things like that. Like, that's what really kind of set it apart, I feel like, compared to, like, other fighting games that, you know, we're trying to kind of, like, follow, I guess, like, the Street Fighter formula as far as, like, just being, like normal damage you know try to get your combos find your openings and all that like they're trying to do like a bunch of different things but samurai showdown had like one clear idea as far as what type of fighting game it wanted to be and that's exactly what it was i'll give you that yeah i think just that being able to think your way through matches instead of just tap 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 like with tekken or something or virtual fight i mean i i think just being able to like figure a way through strategy i mean you could still use special moves too it it wasn't a matter of you know you, you could actually you know figure out like when when you pulled off special moves, they actually felt special. You know, however it was a little um, tornado thing, you know, so good retro style, you know, and that was really cool, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when you pulled off special moves with Genjiro, I mean, David, y- you actually <laughs> felt like he was actually being a badass. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's that, that's just, like, his personality kind of coming through, because he is very much of that, like, aggressive type, pretty much. But, like, yeah, like, he, he, he's just kind of, like, very no-nonsense. Like, he's just, he just wants to kill you and, and move on, pretty much, you know? <laughs> just move on with, with, with his day. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, like, I, you know, the thing I like about Genjiro specifically, anyway, is, like, the fact that he is very much of a, um, you know, he's, he's a Rekka character, basically. So he has, like, a Rekka series of moves, like, where you do, like, you know, three different motions. And um, he can actually cross you up if you do, like, the heavy one, if you're at a certain distance and all that stuff. So there's a there's a really strong mix-up game with him, which I personally like. I, I always like characters in fighting games that have like strong mix-up games yeah. and have like um have like a have like a bit of a grab game in them too. And, and, and you know, and, and Gajuro's always had like a command grab in there too, so I always appreciated that. Um but yeah, like that, that's the thing. Like each character does have like their special moves, just like how any like regular 2D fighting game, you know, does have. But you have to be like, you know, cautious about those because obviously certain special moves will leave you wide open if you're not like careful with them, especially if you're, you know, s- you know, say, for example, with like Hawamaru or, or with like Genjiro, like they both have Dragon Punch style moves. If you just throw that out there and they block or you just completely whiff, you're wide open for a heavy oh, yeah. slash or like a special move or whatever. And that's basically the round right there or like 70 percent of your health or whatever. So, you know, that's David's basically speeching me right now, isn't he? Because we had matches at PAX East and he just basically tore into me like paper. And David's like, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm explaining, Robert, how I destroyed you. For my life. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to kind of take it as a teaching moment. As well. <laughs> let me, expl- oh, let wow. me explain how I whipped your ass, Robert. You see, <laughs> you see what happened here was. <laughs> here's, an, here's an apple. Have a seat. Let me explain how I kicked your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Look, wow. it's been a while since I dug into Samurai Showdown. My last experience was with Sen, so yeah, <laughs> back off. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Andre, what are your Samurai Showdown arcade experiences there? Uh, I just remember the day that was at and it debuted at our local arcade, and I heard the I heard the the drums, and I heard the flutes. Mm. And the music heard, is great. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is this? <laughs> and we were, we had, the thing is we were playing Street Fighter, just normal day. And my, and our, the guy who we know, the, the manager goes, hey, we got a new, we got a new, we got the, the Neo Geo arcade in. Really? Awesome. Cool. And it had been like a week before we had art, you know, art of fighting and, you know, stuff like that. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then Samurai Showdown came out and it was like, oh my God. We, we, we were like Street Fighter what? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, they got swords. <laughs> we're, all, we're all about this now. This is about, they got swords. They got blood. You can you literally can disappear into the you know into the wood. You can you can do the ninja you know the, the vanishing mag act with the with the wood. Like a slice people in half as this, well. They have the blood all spray. this classic ninjutsu stuff. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And the lore. Oh man, the lore. I can't even. I don't even want to get on that. That was just. We were just mesmerized it was ridiculous i mean that was the first fighting game i remember that actually had blood in it that was that was a big deal at the time this is before mortal kombat so i mean like it, it was this is yeah right before mortal kombat hit scene like blew up i mean i think it was already out and testing or something it but, might have been I mean, this yeah was, this was like i mean full-on you slash blood just spewed out of people you're like oh what yeah yeah it's just like that, like pixel blood to kind of like spray up, and it was just very like. If you remember, like watching the old like samurai films, it was very much emulating that. So yeah, yeah. And if you remember, the, I mean, if you remember this, like the sound design of that game, hmm. no, the sword clashing, the weapon the clashing, you, yeah, the weapon clashing, and then actually 
when you hit each other at a certain time, you got to you got to battle to whoever got the got the the clash out. Whoever whoever when you had to struggle, the button tapping, yeah, actually, yeah, the button tapping. Yeah, they, yeah. I was like, what in the world? I mean, that, that I mean, the first one was just amazing, but I mean, two just I mean, Samurai Showdown two is just that's just there will never be another game like that. Yeah. yeah, that was lightning. That was lightning in a bottle. See, mm. the artillery sprayer is cool, but slicing somebody in half—that's pretty. Amazing. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, the first game just took it. I think it was one of those things where the guys at SNK were just like, "We're just gonna go for broke." Yeah, mm-hmm. when everybody was trying to make Street Fighter clones, SNK's Samurai Showdown team was like, "We're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna make this a badass yeah. Samurai." And they took like a lot of character caricatures from like the classic kung fu films. Like you take a look mm-hmm. at somebody like from Jubei or Kiyoshiro, you know, all these different characters right. who look like somebody like taken out of a, a, a Kurosawa film or a classic. Well, Kawamaro is basically like Musashi. So, Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, all these yeah. inspired characters. And that's how they got a fighting game on the level of Street Fighter mm-hmm. 2 and created a legacy as deep as Street Fighter 2. Well, even um, you know, like even like other influences too. Like if you look at Basara, who we were mentioning before, Basara is basically straight up that um, was it that enemy in the anime Ninja Scroll, where yeah, uh, he yeah. basically like uses the shadows to like hide and like you know stab you from behind and all that stuff because he basically does that same type of move. So you know, there's yeah. a lot of influences all around for, for sure. So there's just a lot to it and i think when the first neo geo game new age to be everybody was like so used to other neo geo fighting games at the time like fatal fury and art of fighting and they were like oh it's another neo geo and then you got into it and everything like whoa 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 wait 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 this is deep wait what whoa 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 arterial spray wait what 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 is right. this what i mean you could just i mean i just remember just us we were just losing our mind it was like <laughs> what have what is this what is this why do I not have this? I mean, literally, I mean, I went, I think the AES system came out like about a year later mm-hmm. or maybe, no, a year earlier. Yeah, I think, yeah, Samurai showed up maybe, maybe by Neo Geo arcade, uh, a home, um, home machine. Oh, wow, you actually owned one. It made, it made me buy a home console. Yeah, Samurai showed up. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to have this. Wow, okay. I had to have this. It was I think so. You were like that kid on the block, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, I was that kid. Yeah. I yeah. luckily I had a guy at Babbage's who kind of like was like, you know, gave me a couple of discounts on a couple of things, and I ended up getting a gold system with like four games. Wow. Okay, that's not bad at all. Oh, Andre's coming back. It was. It wasn't Andre's bad. coming back. He's going to talk about more samurai. Heads up. <laughs> <laughs> no man. I mean, but that game. Oh my god. You don't even know. That just. That just man. It was just like. It yeah. was like, what do I get? It, I mean, literally, it's like, okay, I need to take money. I need to make sure I have plenty of money to go to, to the arcade. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, we did not leave that machine. <laughs> it was just, I mean, that, that was, oh, man. It was I mean, with like a Neo Geo, you basically had had an arcade system anyway in your home. So you, know, oh, yeah. you didn't need to leave the house. You know? <laughs> and then once we, and then once my arcade guy was like, the, the guy at the arcade, the manager of the arcade was like, um, I heard that you. I heard that I have got read in like Game Fan or something that there was a converter that lets you play the arc that you actually take the arcade carts out and use those in your home. So I like searched around and found found one, and I said, "You mind if I borrow a couple of games?" Because <laughs> they had because by the time I got mine, they had like probably fifteen games in there. Yeah, at, at the arcade, I was like, "You mind if I borrow a couple of them?" Said, yeah, and they worked. It was amazing. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever." I mean, that's how those Neo Geo, like, arcade cabinets were, like, you know, the, the, like, red ones. I think they're, like, the MVS is what it's called. 
And, right, um, MBS, yeah. Yeah, and then they have, like, the different cartridges, basically, that you, like, slide in. And, yeah, it was legit, like, those exact same ones. It's just, like, these big, bulky cartridges. You just, like, plop right there in your system. They were, like, VCR yeah, but the arcade ones, yeah. the, the arcade the arcade ones were smaller, though. That was That's what was weird. It was, like, they were real small. Hmm. They were roughly the size of VHS tapes. And but the actual the big the big Neo Geo cartridges were bigger than that. Like I wish now I could go back and find some of that stuff because they had like I had like Metal Slug and um what was I oh, just Nam seventy five and just, Magician Lord um, baby Magician Lord all the, Magician Lord oh, Magician Lord man the Magician Lord arcade which I mean Magician Lord was just oh, that was just awesome but I mean mm-hmm. the SNK was just that was they were just on fire mm. like they were they could not do any wrong yeah. like it was just crazy those first. Those first fifteen games that came out, you were you were like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> I mean, like it, it, it was like unreal, just like the quality of games that they were coming out with, especially like when you consider like yeah. the size of their sprites, the quality of their sprites, just the quality of the games. Period, and being able yeah. to bring that arcade experience like home, like the actual arcade experience home, it was just unlike yeah. anything else. It's just too bad that they just couldn't get the pricing under control for that stuff, you know, because it just wasn't oh feasible was... for most people to buy yeah. it. So. And then on top of that, you know, like SNK went into their handheld business and they actually released pretty good um, Samurai Shodown handheld games too. Like you had Samurai Shodown yeah. 2 for oh, yeah. the Geo Pocket Color. And I'll tell you, with like even with super deformed characters, that was a pretty solid fighting game as well. So, yeah. yeah, those those games are underrated yeah. classics. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the Neo Geo Pocket Color match, in general. Match the, I mean, Match of the Millennium. You cannot beat that. I was Come I was gonna on. mention Match of the Millennium. Yeah, like as I, like the Neo Geo oh. Pocket Color is just like an amazing like just, just you know just like a console basically period like a handheld console. But uh, it, it, you know, it, like that Match of the Millennium game. I mean, it's just like such a damn shame that we haven't seen that ported in some way. <sighs> I think like the closest we've seen is like there was like some like fighting game that came out not too long ago. It's like by like an indie team that like is basically taking the style of Neo Geo Pocket Color. Like I forget the name, uh, you know, I forget the name of it. Uh, I think it's I think it's actually Pocket Fighter. It's yeah. Pocket Fighter fighting or Pocket, Pocket yeah something like that. Yeah, po- yeah, Pocket Fighting, yeah, Pocket it's Fighters. On, it's out on Switch and yeah, mostly, I think most of the other consoles. That's uh, the one. They're yeah. actually they're actually they actually released a Neo Geo Pocket ROM for that. Really. Mm. yeah they actually did yeah that's cool that's cool all right yeah, yeah i mean like um, we could do like a whole thing on like the neo geo pocket color period but the but yeah, um, but i mean with that the, the samurai the showdown series, games, i mean so, yeah the samurai showdown games on the, oh my god they were just, they were just awesome yeah but yeah. i mean the, the games just i mean they broke the mold of what fighting games were i mean i remember was it i think three introduced um the um not a what is it What's it called? Like the well, you you can go around the person. It's an alternative. It's a, it's a dodge attack. I think was that what it is? Oh yeah, it's kind of like a like um like where where you stand still and dodge basically. I, I know there's like a fighting mechanic in one of them, like where you could like meditate, like if you're like holding down and just like ducking or something. Like like I forget yeah, exactly which yeah. one that they introduced that in. It was either like three or five or something. I forget exactly which one. Yeah, I, was, I just remember reading on it. But like you know, as far as like what like really set it apart. I mean, you know, I think we really kind of like hit hit it on the head as far as like. You know, it's just about big damage. It's about getting your spacing right. It's just about like, you know, be, you know, being like careful as far as like what attacks you throw at at any given moment because you could leave yourself like wide open for uh, for death pretty much. So it's pretty great in that case. The best thing that we can really do, if you really want to understand how Samurai Shodown works, um, the new game is going to be featured at Evo in a couple of months. Yeah, and you'll be able to see what some of these masters can really do, <laughs> David. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it'll give you a really good idea just how professional people can really be in a game like this. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it because it, it Samurai Showdown. It really puts you on the defensive, where you actually have to really think about how did you how 
your defense is like like street fighter you know okay somebody's coming with an attack i know i can i can get out of this and go as long as i got them in the corner they're pretty much done um but i mean i'm not to not i mean typically like street fighter 2 goes i mean but you can Mm -hmm. but it's more of a you know, Street Fighter is more of an offensive, and the Samurai Show is more defensive. Like you, like really have to pay attention to what they're doing, what the other the characters are doing. And you really have to know how to counteract it. Yeah, it's definitely more defensive minded for sure. And um, yeah, because like even with like the new game, like which which we should definitely talk a bit more about as well. Um, with like the new game, like you know, I was playing it over you know like a friend's house, just kind of like you know show them the new game, you know the new game and all before it was released. And um, we we had like some great matches on there. One of them being um like what was it one of them like hit me like with their like their special move and when, when, you know when you get hit by like the special move it like disarms you and all right um so i knew that like my only real chance was to try to do uh, what's called the blade catch um which is basically like if you do that parry but like if you're unarmed so if you're unarmed you can basically catch their blade and disarm them as well so then it just turns <laughs> oh. to like a fist a fist fight you know um so i was able to pull that off because like you know, I, I knew when he was about to heavy slash me it's just like boom and then like all of a sudden it goes like up close in the guy's face it's like and it's like throws their blade <laughs> off to the side and then all of a sudden it's just like fisticuffs right there it's amazing it was so good <laughs> that's awesome like man i can't wait you know but like it's just like moments like that that like you know that that's what kind of like makes like the new game um, really a successor to you know to like just like the Samurai Shona franchise in a lot of ways like it's just it's like that that return really the franchise I should say and um, it's just like really cool that they're like you know bringing back like all those like different elements like you know as we, as we were mentioning there like about like the, uh, the the standstill dodge like that's back in there oh wow um, the blade catch as I mentioned before like the parry like being able to disarm someone if you parry them correctly. Um, the just defense system, the rage gauge, like, you know, doing the super special move that takes away like 80% of your health or whatever, like all that stuff is in there and it's all done in this very slick, very beautiful package with the, you know, amazing music and all that. I like, I think for me, honestly, like the only like things I have against the game is that, um, you know, cause they have like a story mode in the game and the story mode is essentially, it's really kind of like, uh, if you think of like modern games, like arcade mode. Mm-hmm. In a sense, because you're just playing as one character, you're going through like they're, you know, going through like a gauntlet of characters and you have some story beats here and there that leads up to like the final boss and all that. And you get like their ending and whatnot. But it's very like, you know, old school, like uh, fighting game arcade style in that sense. And we've we've kind of gotten past that now at this point, as far as like what NetherRealm Studios has done, for example, with like Mortal Kombat and and, and the the, uh, the Injustice games and all that stuff. So it would have been cool if they did a more fleshed out story mode, like an actual story mode in Samurai Showdown oh, wow. with the, you know, with the, with the characters in those games, you know, like that, that would have been amazing to see. Yeah. I that think my, awesome. my big disappointment with the story mode is probably the final boss. <laughs> I mean, it, like the final boss is very much suffering from that, uh, SNK boss syndrome. We'll say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have preferred, like, I would prefer like a, like a possessed Genjiro. <laughs> but I, I did like some of the I did like some of the mythology and like some of the endings. So I can't argue too much. And I, I, like I said, you know, Dagger is a friggin' boss. Oh, Darley Dagger is amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Darley Dagger. I'd say like in the new game. I mean, she's one of the new characters in the game, and um, you know her as well as the um, that like Raven Samurai guy. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with Darley Dagger, I mean, I, I absolutely love her design. I mean, she's basically just like a pirate lady who likes to brawl and drink, and like she use you know she wields like a big like saw blade sword and drill and like all this oh, stuff. Wow. And um, I, I just love her play style. I, you know, I, I love you know, I just I just love her character design and everything. 
um you know she, she's really really cool and uh yeah i don't know like it's just like a lot like just a lot of like really really cool things and really cool characters in this game it's just again like i wish that story mode was just like more fleshed out to be more like a modern day fighting game story mode um i do appreciate what they do and like the artwork in it again absolutely amazing like you know when they're when you're going through the story and all um it's just that but yeah as, as you mentioned you know about like the final boss there robert i mean um yeah she she's very cheap absolutely she's very very yeah. cheap she can pull out like her uh you know basically her version of her super special move like the one that with the with the uh, background going yellow and all she she could do that at any time like her meter doesn't need to be full in order to do that unlike the rest of the cast of the game <laughs> so that's something you always have to be like prepared for um and like i remember like the very first time fighting her i was just like i have no idea how you're supposed to fight this person like she's unlike any other character basically but then i figured out like what the um what the gist was with her and then uh, you know and, and now i'm able to beat her like in, in like my first try but she uh she, she definitely takes like some some getting used to as far as like how to beat her so yeah I mean, overall, though, I really do like the game. I think it's very well done. I think the the modes really are pretty cool. Uh, the online code probably could use a little bit more tweaking. Oh yeah, because uh, some of the matches take a little while to connect. But mm. other overall, I mean, like the balance of the game is really good. I mean, some of the other opponents, I get butchered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, yeah, when playing online, you mean? Or? Yeah, I get butchered. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get good, son. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it's a really well done game. The modes are there. I mean, there's a survival mode if you want to test out your skill really well, and there's also some like practice modes, which really help me practice with Darley. Darley, I, I keep coming back to because her weapon, it's kind of a sword. It's like it's a saw a blade. Half, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's like a saw blade on a stick. It's like <laughs> it's like what you'd find. It, it's like. It's like a monster hunter sword. Oh, okay. Kinda. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. I mean, it's yeah, not. It's kinda. not as. It's not as ridiculous as the monster hunter sword, but it, it, it is. It is up there for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's like a crude razor. Yeah, it, it's essentially I, that. It's, yeah, it's an overgrown crude but, razor. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nuts, you know. It, 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 I don't know. It, it's almost like I, I would make my own sword, but screw it. I'm just gonna take the saw blade and strap it to a, a broomstick. I'm good. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> But I like it. I, I like what I like the fact that it's a nice comic. Because see, when I keep mentioning Samurai Showdown Sen, this came out in 2010. It's kind of a crude version of Samurai Showdown 64, which was a, a 3D take on the series that had come out years b- before, and it kind of felt like a step backwards. Which is already crude, like at its time too. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, it didn't really do the series any favors, and Sen just didn't really do anything. And then like the series was forgotten about for years. Um, save all these ports of like, you know, Showdown 5, Showdown 6. And, you know, it's like SNK knew the series was still relevant, but didn't really do anything new because they were working on King of Fighters. And then came the announcement last year. And you guys remember this. We actually had the episode where we showed Hip Hop Gamer the trailer and he quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he officially, he said he quit. He said Sounds he quit. like the, the, the like announcement trailer for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is just so good that, you know, they not only brought it back, but they brought it back with the King of Fighters engine and they paid it the proper tribute that it deserved. You know, they kept the balance intact with the moves. You know, I would have liked a better boss. I would have liked <laughs> better, better online coding. I would have liked gain on. I love that character. I do. <laughs> I mean, you never know, like, in the next batch of, uh, of DLC characters, so you never know. Yeah. I know, and, and some more new characters would be nice. Because, I mean, there are... More new characters, for 60, sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's only 16 here and compared to like some of the higher count characters in other games, that is a little low, but mm-hmm. there's enough variety here that, you know, there's a lot to like. And I am happy that the series is back and in a balanced form that people are going to appreciate. So I'm, I'm happy with how the game turned out. I mean, it's cool that they are bringing back like a lot of the like old school characters and they're continuing that trend really with, with the DLC characters here. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to see more new characters because I believe right now there's only three like brand new characters to, to the franchise and the Starly Dagger, that's the Raven, that's like the Raven guy, whatever, uh, yeah. the Raven Samurai guy. Um, and then there's also uh, Wu Rijeng, I believe her name is. Uh, she's like the one with like the shield and the glasses and she can call upon like a dragon by accident and like <laughs> he blows fire at the opponent and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's just, it's a, it destroys that's you. A, that's a um, double impersonation, David. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's how she sounds. Like, she's like, ah, da, 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 da. she's kind of like that, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, do, I do like the characters. I really, really love like, the new characters, honestly. I, I, think, I think all three of them are great. I just want to see more of them. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, a, a mixture of new characters would be really cool. Uh, I think you mean Wu Ruxiang. Wu, yeah, yes. Wu I, I, you were Ruxiang close. You were close. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to discredit you. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you're, you're cool. Um, and the new character, I think, was yeah. uh, Yashimaru Kurama. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. that. Be, I know nice. you're talking yeah. about though. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so I figured, like, along with that, we'll talk about like our favorite games in the franchise as well. And um, I already mentioned like earlier in the episode here about Samurai Showdown Four. I know a lot of people love Samurai Showdown Two the best, like overall. And like, I think technically, like that is the you know kind of like the quote unquote correct answer, or whatever, because it just did everything right, like right then and there. Um, but with Samurai Showdown Four, like I like how it did kind of go back to that Samurai uh, so that Samurai Showdown Two style. Uh, after what happened with Samurai Showdown 3, but also with the characters that were added in there, as I mentioned before. Just overall, I just like that that roster, I think, and that's what kind of like puts it over the top for me. That and also the really bad English in that game is just delightfully oh, hilarious English. to me. Um, like the Victoli and like things no, no, like no. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and also like all the all like the the uh, the like taunts that like the characters like say say to each other like they say things that you just wouldn't really expect from like you know samurai people in like seventeen right. hundreds whatever you know so it's uh, it, it's just like amazing and it's just like really really funny like I I think I remember um uh, when you go through as as like Genjiro and like in the, in the story uh, Haramaru just like shows up out of nowhere and he's just like man it smells like gym socks in here or something like that it's like how would you know what gym socks smells like right. in this age like. <laughs> You know, so just like things like that, just See, it's that like was, delightfully hilarious. That was back me. when it was like some of the like anime dubs would like you know that like I remember like an old Ronman one half episode where you know that show that show came out in the eight like in the like early nineties, but they were doing like current pop pop culture references. And yeah, like, wait a minute, you come on. Even if thematically it makes no sense, it makes but they no just sense threw it in at all. <laughs> <laughs> like really, dude, come on now. Right, right. Uh, so, Robert, how about you? Favorite Samurai Showdown game? God, you know, I I really keep coming back to 2. I really think uh, 2 is my favorite in the series. But I kind of like the feeling that 1 delivered when I first discovered it. Because, like I said... 1 was really good. Yeah. At, the, at the time that I discovered it, there weren't really too many games that were trying to break out of the Street Fighter 2 mold. And Samurai Showdown kind of did that. So, I would mm-hmm. definitely say 2. All right. Andre? Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to say 2. 2 mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. I mean, one set the tone, but two just, I mean, there was, Perfected it there much, was yeah. no stopping that one. It just does not, I mean, it just holds up. It feels great even today. And you yeah. can't, and you can't even see, I mean, you can, a lot of the other games, I mean, 
even well, I mean, we were talking about. I mean, you guys were talking about the PlayStation uh, versions of the of the Samurai Showdown games. I just know. I a lot of people who know me. If, they, if I, we talk about we talk about uh, fighting games on the PS One. I call King of Fighters uh, ninety five King of King of Loading ninety five <laughs> because oh, they loaded between everything, everything, and that's what that's. But I remember playing that on PS Two. I think I mean PS One like back in the day and. It's pretty good. I mean, it was, but they, they just perfected that game. That game was just perfect. You, I mean, you couldn't beat it. Yeah, I'm really. I, I think I'm gonna say that about this one, though. The new one. I think I'm gonna. When I get it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. come back to you guys on Twitter and go. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> nope, this, this was the best one. This was the best one. So I mean, like the new one is honestly very, very good, and it could end up being my personal favorite as well, given some time. But it's still too fresh to kind of really say that for me. But um, yeah. yeah, it is very, very good. So definitely let me know when you jump on that, Andre. We'll get some rounds sure in there. So. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, so I can, so I can go with Robert. He beat kicked my ass too. <laughs> Finally, someone to beat. <laughs> and then yeah. we'll team up. We'll team up with. We'll team up against him. Sorry. There you go, yeah. Is there a two and like one a, option? Yeah. It's like a dramatic um like was a dramatic, a, a dramatic mode in like Street Fighter. <laughs> <Alpha. laughs> <laughs> you better watch out, Bison. Uh. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um so we did have some listener responses here in regards to like favorite Samurai Showdown games and memories. So starting off here with Alex McCumbers, he says, I never played these games growing up, but I was obsessed with the sprites. I used to edit and recolor them to make simple animations. Incredible our character art throughout the franchise. So can't can't uh, can't disagree with that at all. So, um, Fabio Napi, who says the first for the innovation soundtracks and overall package, the second added more and more to an already fantastic game. That's my opinion. So that's pretty strong opinion, I'd say, with that one. Uh, and there's also Jacob Bettenhausen, who says what got me hooked on Sam Show was Gen- uh, was was Genon's drill throw in Sam Show One. And then seeing it turned into a super move in Sam Show 2, just awesome. Sham, Sam Show 2 is still one of my favorite fighting games. So that, definitely high up there, uh, especially with Genon there. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, and also there's uh, Kevin DeFloren who says Sam Show 4 got me into the series. Sam Show, uh, Sam Show 6 made me absolutely love it forever. So some, uh, some real strong uh, hmm. memories there from Kevin. So thank you everyone for sharing your, uh, your Samurai Showdown memories and favorite games and all that stuff. Uh, some, you know, some really good ones there. So, and uh, Robert, I believe you have a game code to give away. Sure do. Uh, I got a game code to give away for Minute. Uh, Minute is a game from our friends over there at Devolver Digital. It's a peculiar little Zelda style adventure that is played 60 seconds at a time. It's a fun little game if you're into that sort of thing. And I have a code here for Steam, and the code is XRH9JJE9BR4LNWD. And that code is for Minute on Steam enjoy and since andre is here and we seem to have a thing lately for konami coach he has a bonus code to give away here don't you andre yes i do it is the konami arcade collection for piece for playstation 4 and this is the one that features games like ajax and also gradius salamander yep great number of different yeah. shooters there awesome thundercross and the yep, thundercross oh yeah i had so much fun with this collection it's awesome uh this code is n five nine seven t k n l n c e b enjoy choose your character
And that's going to lead us now to the part of the show called Random Select, which is a yes or no 15 question game to guess which video game character that I am this week. Uh, so basically, it's going to be Robert and Andre acting as a team to guess which video game character that I am. If after five questions you don't get it, I'll give the first hint. After 10, I'll give the second hint. And if after 15 questions you don't get it, then it's game over, as Raul Julia would say. So whenever you guys are ready, you can start with the first yes or no question. Okay, are you Genjiro? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I might as well just get it out of the way right now. Get it out of the way right now. I figured you might as well just, you know, because I figured, you know, that's what yeah, you yeah. do. <laughs> um, do you have a heavy weapon? No. Are you from the Samurai Showdown series? Yes. Okay, so that narrows it down a little bit. He does not have a heavy weapon, so I'm... Go ahead, Andre, but I'm going to guess you. Um... <laughs> Are you male? No. Are you Nakaruru? No. So that's five right there. Okay. Uh-huh. The first hint is I can be your best friend. Mm, I gotta guess. Mm-hmm. Are you Cham Cham? No. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh <sighs> wait. <laughs> oh wait. Did we mention your name? During the episode? During the episode? No. Hold on. Are you are you not are you not Guru's bird? No. Wait. Oh. Hold, hold on. Are you human? No. Okay. Okay. I've got oh. an idea. I've got an. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you Poppy? I am Poppy. Yes. God damn it! <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh wow. I, 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 I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like, hey, Poppy. Yeah, and um, just 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 for the record, there, Andre, the um, uh, the bird for Nakaruru is called Mama Haha. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mama Haha. But yeah, Poppy Mama is, 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 a, yeah, is the yeah. correct answer here. Galafordo. Galafordo. Yes, this is for justice. <laughs> Go, Puppy. <laughs> yeah. What was the second clue? Uh, the second clue was I've learned a lot of moves from my master. <laughs> now, oh. I, I, before before we close that out, I do have a funny story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when this game was out, I was actually living with some roommates and everything, and, and my best buddy James at the time. This is how he would greet me whenever I come back from my work or whatever. He'd be like, "Hey, Bubby," <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Fuck you! Don't do that again." <laughs> so, so that actually, "Hey, Bubby," has like, I'll, I'll punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's like the room, also show. like it was like, "Hey, Bubby," it's like, "Oh, hi, Bubby." <laughs> <laughs> Mark, no, no, no hi, Mark. <laughs> I guess that's random select. Anyway, fun little that's random, random select. Nobody call me Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That Only was good. my mother does that. Anyway, mm, there you go, there you go. And uh, we we do have some patron shoutouts, including one new one here. Uh, yeah. So there's Francisco Limas, Mac the Ball, and Justin Forsyth. There's our new patron there. So thank you guys for helping support the show. If you too would also like to support the show, you can check it out at Patreon.com/slash/Rcast, where you can see like all the different perks that you can get. Uh, such as you know, getting a shout out here and you can even pick out like a topic for the show and even be a guest on the show at one point so uh, definitely check that out again patreon.com slash artcast and uh, Andre where can people go to find you online you can find me at pretty much a taco man 5000 anywhere uh, new taco man 5000 on twitter uh, you can check out all of our stuff at realotacogamer.com uh, we've got a couple of shows coming up and a couple of videos getting ready to pop off so uh, doing some unboxings and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's us. Yeah, and getting some Samurai Showdown in very soon. I hope. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> we need. See, now after this, 
after this episode, I'm like, yeah, I need to do this for like real. Sell, sell you some blood until nothing comes out but air. Yeah, yeah I might have to do that. <laughs> might have to do that. Nice, nice. And uh, yeah, that is Arcast episode 166 in the books. And uh, you know, if you want to follow the Arcast on Twitter, we are at Arg Podcast. Same thing for Facebook, facebook.com slash Arg Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at The Guilty Man. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash The DCD. You can also find my work over at mmogames.com as well as godhatesgeeks.com. And I'm also doing blogs over at Scuff Gaming. You can learn more about that at scuffgaming.com. Please be sure to check out our partner site, Don't Feed the Gamers, at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That's run by our good friend Liana Ruppert, where her team give fan-centric news and reviews in gaming. If you'd like to send us any feedback, opinions, retro games, or topics for us to cover, or anything at all, really, you can email us at rcast at retrozap.com, and be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts. It's your home away from home if you're crazy about Star Wars or pop culture in general. There's also us with Arcast, so be sure to find us on iTunes to subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not follow another retro gaming podcast. And that is episode number 166 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. Remember, life is a dream, and it's morning for you. Oh, okay. Very, very <laughs> ominous. <laughs> well, that, that's one of the, that's one of the taunts they used in Samurai Shodan, and I wish that bring those back because those are actually kind of fun. Mm. Well, what about you? Yeah. Smell like gym socks? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you smell like gym socks. I showered. <laughs> no, I'm not from the future or anything. Right, yeah. <laughs> what uh, gym socks? <laughs> Be kind of funny. Gym you socks? Gym, gym socks? Gym socks? <laughs> The joke's on you. I am wearing gym socks. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my weapon, yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. Till next time, take it easy. Catch you later. Welcome everyone, my name is Vaughn Hyde. I'm the host of IndiePod, an indie games podcast. With the help of my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average Josh Boys, we bring you all the indie games news you need to know, as well as shouting out some amazing indie games over on crowdfunding sites and occasionally derailing to a conversation about big anime chesticles. We are so happy to be part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network alongside so many other awesome gaming podcasts. So if you love indie games, make sure to listen in each and every Friday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.